0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet. So you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Superintendent of the Indiana State Police, Doug Carter, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm good, Hammer. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You were part of a press conference earlier today in regards to reform of the criminal justice system in the Marion County specifically, something that's near and dear to our heart, something we've been talking about for a long time. So for those who missed the press conference, take us through it. It was simply about
1: acknowledging that what we're currently doing is not working. It's a it's a failed system without any one individual that that's responsible. And I think if if we all if if anybody agrees with things the way they currently are in regards to their safety and security, they're the other they're living under a rock and if 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 they do want to see see changes and and some differences then
0: we got to get to the table one of the most important things i've done in my entire career so i hear you and the first question i have is how was this done because i feel like a lot of the problems in marion county it's Republicans and Democrats. It's not just one side here. It could be a Democratic prosecutor, it could be a Republican judge. How does somebody like me or somebody listening in our audience right now help you to make this a better place? Gentle pressure relentlessly applied over
1: time. I mean, this isn't I told everybody today at the press conference hammer that this will not be successful unless unless every single piece of the system participates. Nobody can say everything's fine. I'm not going to do anything. Everything in my world's fine. I don't want to change anything. I don't want to change the bond structure because that's the way it's always been, or the bond matrix. That's the way it's always been. That's the worst answer we could probably probably give to the citizens of this of this city. Remember, Indiana Indianapolis is really the heartbeat of Indiana. So people often will say, "Well, why are you so involved in Marion County?" Well, we're involved in Marion County because we have a large presence here, whether it be with gun crimes, whether it be with partnering with IMPD on a number of different things, special operations. That list can go on and on and on. But what's happening here now is has 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 perforated Indiana, and if it hasn't actually struck a county, the perception is that there's a
0: the perception is that they're unsafe. That's the reality, and if that's the reality to people, we need to talk about it. And we're hearing from prosecutors in the donut counties, the surrounding counties, that say, yes, we're seeing an uptick in crime. And they're coming from Indianapolis. Uh, Rick Snyder, president of the Fraternal Order of Police, comes on our program all the time. And he's been saying for years, this is an Indy problem, but it's coming to a neighborhood near you. So with that being said, can you get some of the folks that might disagree on a number of things in the same room? Can you get, you know, Judge Jennifer Harrison or Ryan Mears? Can you get them all in the same room and say, all right, let's act like adults here. How can we fix this? If I don't try, I failed. So that that that's my charge. That's really
1: my charge. People can dislike me. They can they can disagree with what I'm doing. They can come after me. Whatever they want to do. But my my one of, again, one of the most important things I've done in my career is this, because this has an effect on every single citizen in Indiana. These homicide victims
0: in Indianapolis are people, but nobody wants to talk about who they are. Right. And it's um, at an alarming rate. Two hundred homicides has become the norm in yeah. this city something we feared would happen after the first couple of years of 200 plus homicides. you
1: know hammer you you any one of the major networks that you watch at 10 or 11 o'clock, six o'clock five o'clock doesn't matter. the first 10, 12, 14 minutes are all about violence. At what point do we do we, do we become hardened to it and cold or do we say enough? And from my perspective, I say enough when I've got a platform to say enough. And right now I have that. And I, I am going to I, I am going to challenge um, the, the 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 leaders to come to the table. Maybe the answer is what we what we want to do we can't. Maybe the answer is what we're doing is working with some minor tweaks. Maybe what we say is we throw everything out that we're currently doing and start over.
0: That's what I would prefer. Have you got a response from any of these leaders? That's
2: the question that I'm looking for, yeah. because I want to I want to hear what these leaders who claim to be so in touch with their communities, who, give, who are so passionate about uh, Indiana's you know tourism branding and Indianapolis one way street maneuvers. I want to hear what they have to say in their busy schedules to a to an overhaul suggestion like this. Well, I've
1: not had a meaningful conversation with anyone up to this point since the 29th of September.
2: Oh, OK. Hold on a second. You're the state superintendent of police. I'm, I'm, I'm correct. Yes I've, yes, I've got the designation correct. You haven't had a meaningful conversation with anyone about this since the end of September. Yeah, it's been a couple
1: of weeks because there was a lot of back and forth um, with with some local groups, specifically the Indianapolis Bar, about my initial comments. And I think everybody, that's public. Everybody right. knows that there was a letter written uh, associated with my comments. And um, I, I decided to let, let some of this calm down. So some of the distance, Tony, is, is on me, because what I'm not going to try and continue to do is, is continue to respond out of emotion. I'd much rather this have calmed down a bit. This is a decades-old problem, and I said earlier today, it's not any one person's responsibility but it's all
2: of ours. If, you, if you'll give me for, for a little bit of the pushback here, I think that it responding out of emotion in at least a small market way is important, given that, again, you have to deal with the, the individuals, the families who are who are yeah. victims of these right. ruthless right. homicides. I and mean, you brought up a really good point. I can't tell you the last time I turned on the news and the first segment wasn't this person shot at 38th and this, you know. We've got, got a on.
0: camera crew going to the latest homicide. Every Absolutely. Night. You know, and Every it's, night.
2: it's the, the news reporter reporting from this house and that house. And it's not just in Indianapolis anymore. It's in Muncie. It's in Anderson. It's the donut counties, it's in the surrounding areas, uh, in in the outer donut, even beyond that. And I understand, you know, we want to make sure that we give off this officious look. I know Todd Rikita was in trouble. Oh, you shouldn't be emotional. You should just be the stalwart block of wax who never, ever sheds a tear over the... Are you not supposed to care about the state that you're serving? Should you not care
0: about the policy proposals that you're bringing forward? Especially when your officers have yeah. to be involved in a lot of the stuff. I mean, God, they're shooting back at your officers. Well, and I, I addressed that today with the
1: violence in the city. There was a, some criticism uh, from the Indianapolis Star recently about oh, the a police actions. Another police, number of police action shootings. Well, part of that is because we have a laser focus on the worst of the worst offenders that are creating this havoc in local communities. Wouldn't you expect us to go after them? because we expect them to exhibit tremendous violence towards us and they
2: do you know i don't think the victim is is all too concerned about how you know oh well you know did was this a repeat whatever i mean the person who's getting shot is more concerned with the fact that there's a hole that is in them, that they have to go to the hospital for, that the families of that victim. uh, Again, when it comes to the stars criticisms, you say take things with a grain of salt. We're going to need to come up with a new phrase to talk about something that's even far more worthless. We're
0: chatting with Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter. uh, Had a press conference today addressing an overhaul of the criminal justice system, specifically here in central Indiana. So where do we go from here? You've had at your press conference uh, the FOP president, you know, he's pretty outspoken. He's been on this program. Where do we go from here? What's next? Before I answer that question, Hammer, what I want to do is is talk about
1: the, the perpetual review of law enforcement. We welcome that. We learned a lot after May 20th of 2020. And we, we owned a lot of that. We owned that. Some of that criticism was righteous. And it caused us to be perpetually reviewed and scrutinized and then reviewed again by people who have no idea what it's like to, to, to exhibit or receive in tr- tremendous violence. We're at a point now we welcome that. I want the rest of the system to feel the same way. Be as transparent as you expect
0: us to be. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, and is. this goes for judges. This goes for prosecuting attorneys, county prosecutors, the whole nine. Well, and, and you know, like I said earlier today, um, absolute immunity is different
1: than qualified immunity. Prosecutors and judges have absolute immunity. They they, they they cannot be held accountable or responsible for the choices that they make. I don't pretend to understand them. I'm not the smartest guy. They're lawyers. I'm not. But, um, but There's this perpetual need to be transparent, right? and we accept that. Why don't they?
0: So is this a conversation you feel like you need to have with a lawmaker or maybe the attorney general, possibly the governor, for a little bit more oversight of some of the folks that— let's be honest, are responsible for either sweetheart deals or getting violent offenders right back out on the street. Or it's the
2: very least negligence that results in those situations.
1: Right.
0: Hammer, if we can, and Tony, if we can get to
1: the point where we can come to the table and have these rational, reasonable discussions, uh, I think there could be some legislative ideas that, that might work. Do you but think that until- these
2: discussions need to be transparent so there can't just be... In my experience, you get you, a lot of doors closed, and then the sausage gets made. And it's well, of course, I agree with you, but I can't get out in the public and say that. And again, I've, I've, I've heard that. Well, that's from why several states. Really un-
1: that's why I'm getting uncomfortable here. You know, I, I'm good with that. I, I am. I'm good with that. But this is a bit of an uncomfortable place to be. I've been in this business almost 40 years, and I've been I've been working in these systems in this in Central Indiana my my gosh my entire career. Right. Somebody's got to step up and say it. Right. Somebody's got to be able to do that. Somebody with some authority, because it can't just be the radio. Well, the Indiana
2: Bar is going to complain. You can't have a state officer saying things. (laughs) That's just not good decorum.
1: Well, we all have to get uncomfortable here, and we all have to recognize that what's currently happening is not working. And if we want to give this to our kids, then fine, keep doing what we're doing. I don't want to do that. I do not want to give this to the next generation of young police officers, troopers, deputies, whoever— um, because this is something that my generation has created. And I feel very strongly about that. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm sick and tired of
2: different places that I used to enjoy going to as a kid, now becoming areas you have to tell people to go carefully through and not go to at certain times of the night because of the policies this state All enjoys. All people
1: want in every community in Indianapolis and in Indiana is to feel safe in their homes and safe in their communities. That's our charge. thats That is what we should be doing. It's not about ourselves. Right.
0: So last question here before we let you go. Um, I asked it earlier, but I'm not sure if we got an answer. What do you want to see happen next? Is there someone you need to speak with? Uh, are there steps in this process? What happens next? Yeah, there's been some,
1: some, some requests for me to meet, meet uh, with some of the local judges, and I fully intend to do that, and I appreciate that invite. Um, but again, um, if, if there's any, any expectation that I'm going to be silenced about my criticism, I'm not. And maybe I can, maybe we collectively can cause some type of positive thing to occur. we still not recovered since 2020. We all know that. Some don't want to say
0: it, but that's the truth. And now's our time. Now, now is our time. Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter, as always, thank you for your time. God bless you. God bless your officers that are out there doing the work. And we appreciate you coming by the Hammer and Nigel Show.
1: Pleasure. Good to be with you. Thanks, sir.